1: Good afternoon and welcome. The SNC-Lavalin scandal just won't go away despite the best efforts of the Liberal majority. And at this point, it's also exposing serious rifts inside the Liberal caucus and eroding the confidence of voters as new facts, relevant and otherwise, keep dribbling out. Just in a few moments ago, the Conservatives are now calling for an investigation into leaked reports about a dispute between Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould over a Supreme Court appointment. Uh, Both the Canadian Press and CTV reported that Trudeau turned down her recommendation that Glenn Joyal be elevated to Chief Justice from Manitoba's Court of the Queen's Bench. Uh, And... uh, after that whole thing, Jody wilson Raybold herself chimed in and said that she gets and she acknowledges that a Supreme Court appointment is up to the Prime Minister. All of this happened uh, uh, after yesterday, Liberal MPs voted down an opposition motion to launch a Commons Ethics Committee probe. And of course, that was put forward after the Justice Committee shut down its Deliberations. So where does this leave us? Is this a matter of all these facts? dribbling in and keeping this thing alive? Is it just an attempt to keep it alive by the opposition? Or are we learning new things every day? We want to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. And right now we are going to Pierre Polyevre, who is the MP for Carleton and the Conservative Shadow Minister of Finance. Hi, Pierre, how are you?
2: Good to be with you.
1: Thank you. So uh, why are you calling for this new investigation?
2: Yesterday, uh, two media outlets reported that uh, the uh, uh, apparently the prime minister's team leaked out a story that the real reason that they removed Jody Wilson-Raybould as attorney general is because uh, she recommended uh, for the chief uh, of the Supreme Court uh, someone who wasn't liberal enough. Um, we find that uh, to be pro- troubling for two reasons. One, uh, discussions between prime ministers and attorneys general about judicial appointments are supposed to be confidential. Uh, this leak breaks that confidentiality. Second, uh, they're they're supposed to be apolitical. So the prime Justin Trudeau shouldn't be punishing his attorney general because uh, she wants to appoint someone to the court who's not as liberal as him. Uh, the job of the Supreme Court is not to implement Justin Trudeau's liberal political policies. Uh, it's to interpret uh, at the law. Uh, and uh, so those two things um, represent uh, violations uh, of the uh, standards of uh Judicial independence, and we want we want it investigated.
1: Well, even Jody Wilson-Raybould herself said said that it's up to the prime minister to make appointments to the Supreme Court. She acknowledged that.
2: True. Uh, That said, it's up to Canadians to judge him if he's doing so on the right merits. He is supposed to uh, appoint uh, judges based on their legal qualifications, not on their political ideology. Uh, and according to this media report, which uh, I, I add, I think was was leaked by the prime minister's own team. Do you
1: have uh, Do you have evidence of that that that's where the leak came from?
2: I don't, uh, but I do know that it uh, it the, the leak was timed in a way that seemed to, to uh, be for the purpose of discrediting Jody Wilson-Raybould right before she submits new evidence in the SNC Lavalin scandal to the Justice Committee, something that she just did earlier today.
1: Well, it raises the question that uh, there may have been uh, quite a lot of other reasons that she was demoted. They m- may have disagreed on a lot of things. I mean, it's it's nothing new in Canada that there is a certain tension between the Charter of Rights, uh, which Justin Trudeau's father brought in, and, uh, you know, the judicial authority.
2: But that, that there is something very unusual about the fact that he demoted her uh, after she rebuffed months of political pressure from his office to dr- shelve charges uh, um, for a liberal-linked corporation accused of over $100 million of fraud and bribery.
1: Were you surprised that the Ethics Committee uh, voted this down? I know there was a hope that you might get two Liberal members voting in favour. Nathaniel uh, Erskine, he uh, beforehand stood up and said he was in favour of full disclosure of a public inquiry, but seemed to change his mind on this note.
2: Well, Justin Trudeau has now shut down two investigations into his SNC-Lavalin scandal. Uh, that's a lot of effort for someone who has says he has nothing to hide.
1: mm Hmm. Uh, I I thought just right uh, seconds before or I thought I heard a report that that the justice committee has received those things in writing from Jody Wilson-Raybould. Uh, have you heard that? I have. Yes. Uh, and uh, do you have do you know uh, have any inkling of what's in those written statements?
2: No, it's not a written statement, as I understand it. It is a package of uh, documented evidence supporting her earlier testimony and shedding light on the truthfulness or lack thereof of testimony by other witnesses.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, is that going to be made public or is it going to be aired in the committee?
2: It's supposed to be made public. It is now in the possession of the uh, chairman, the liberal chairman of the committee. We're going to watch very carefully to make sure that each and every uh, piece of evidence becomes public. Uh, this is the same Liberal chair who helped uh, shut down the investigation at Trudeau's behest into the SNC-Lavalin scandal. Uh, he did so without uh, even allowing uh, any debate, and then he snuck out the back door, so ashamed of what he had done. Um, so we will watch him very carefully to make sure that he actually releases the, uh, the uh, information that she provided.
1: What do you say to critics uh, who are saying that that all of this or a lot of this is just theater to keep this thing alive? How would you respond to that?
2: I don't have to because it's not us keeping it alive; it's liberals. Uh, I just have to quote uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould, a liberal, still a liberal MP, uh, formerly the prime minister's top pick for attorney general. Uh, and then later, his top pick for Veterans Affairs. Then I can quote to Jane Philpott, who uh, is so credible that the prime minister thought she was worthy of be running our health care system, uh, running Aboriginal affairs, and then later uh, running the Treasury Board, uh, which employs hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so he, he, these are people who Trudeau has said are credible and who remain in his caucus. And they are the ones who say uh, that uh, Trudeau is covering up uh, the truth in this scandal. Uh, they are the ones who have brought forward all the evidence. They are right. the ones who have made all the allegations. So, you know, anyone who wants to, if Trudeau wants to blame the conservatives for his SNC-Lavalin scandal, I'm afraid he'll have a hard time because everything he's accused of, he's accused by liberals.
1: Okay, Pierre, before I let you go, just one thing. There are now, well, of course, there are lots of rumors, but one of them being that the Liberal caucus will vote to expel both Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott. What do you think of the likelihood of that happening?
2: That would make uh, Trudeau a hypocrite again. He claims that he welcomes them in his caucus, that he wanted to have their... Point of view, uh, even though it, uh, as he put it, disagrees with his own. Um, so uh, we'll find out if he's going to be hypocritical on that point, just like he has on everything else. It wouldn't surprise me, though. I mean, look, uh, this is uh, someone who has been uh, orchestrating an attack campaign against both of these women because they dared uh, challenge him. Um, and uh, he is, so it wouldn't be surprising to see him. Uh, try to destroy them after going out in front of the cameras and claim that he wants to keep them around.
1: Okay, Pierre Pauliever, thanks so much for being with us. Good to be with you. Okay, Uh, we're going to bring in now Peter Kent, who is the conservative MP for Thornhill. And just a note uh, that we have tried to get liberal members of the committee on the show. We haven't heard back from them. Hi, Peter. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I was just uh, catching uh, the last
3: uh, few words from, uh, from my colleague, Pierre. And uh, yes, we, uh, we're waiting to see uh, what the chair of the Justice Committee will do and how quickly he will distribute um, that information that Ms. Wilson-Raybould uh, sent in after our ethics committee was shut down yesterday afternoon.
1: Well, Nathaniel... Erskine Smith, who is the Liberal MP that broke ranks to a certain extent and said there should be a public inquiry, he explained his vote by saying that the waiver to allow Jody Wilson-Raybould to talk uh, in a limited way would not extend to the Ethics Committee, and that's why there was no point. He also said it was Premature to launch that investigation before the that documentation that was just received has had come in. Well,
3: both both of those excuses are red herrings. First of all, my motion uh, provided uh, that our chair, after agreeing to create a study by the ethics committee, that the chair would write a letter to the prime minister requesting that he remove all constraints, whether with a waiver for. Ms. wilson Raybold and uh, Ms. Philpott from their Privy Council oaths, uh, but all other witnesses that might be called uh, as as well. I wasn't surprised that the, the committee um, voted my motion down. Um, uh, I was disappointed, of course, but I was also heartened by the division that was revealed within the committee because the uh, committee vice chair, you just quoted uh, Mr. Erskine-Smith, uh, agreed with many of the points. We agreed with the need for um, Ms. Wilson-Raybould to be given um, the latitude to speak. He said to extend the waiver in the Justice Committee. But of course, we've seen the Justice Committee thinks they've heard everything. They want to shut it down. Um, uh, the chair there, Anthony Housefather, has uh, said they've heard all they want to hear. So, um, and then by the fact that the other liberal members of the ethics committee refused to speak, they wouldn't engage uh, in the conversation, and they ran away from journalists afterwards from the scrum when they were asked whether they agreed with um, Mr. Erskine-Smith that a waiver should be extended, that we should be able to hear, uh, and that while he suggested um, it was premature uh, for my motion yesterday, he made it very clear that if the Justice Committee doesn't move, then he will consider a reopening of, um, of a motion like mine yesterday, and, and we will be prepared to bring another one uh, before committee in the, next, uh, in the next week or so, depending on what we see from um, Mr. Housefather's release of, of those documents. So the, the, the Liberal caucus is increasingly divided. Many of them are worrying about their prospects for reelection. Um, but many of them, they don't know what the prime minister is covering up. They do know that with two cabinet ministers having resigned, the, um, the clerk of the Privy Council having resigned, and uh, Mr. Uh, prime Minister Trudeau's brain trust, uh, his principal secretary, Gerald Butts, having resigned, there must be something very big that he is trying to prevent Ms. Wilson-Raybould from saying.
1: Okay, uh, hang on. I'm going to bring in your colleague, Brian Massey from the NDP. Hello there.
4: Hi, how are you today?
1: Fine. Uh, So what do you say to uh, the liberal Nathaniel Erskine Smith's reasons for not supporting an ethics committee investigation? and, And how do you see all of that?
4: Well, it's typical. I mean, you can, you know, talk about things all you want, um, but until you're willing to actually act and make real change, it's really passive-aggressive behavior, quite frankly. Um, It's basically the liberal way, is that they'll say one thing and they'll continue to provide even cover uh, for others by, uh, you know, kind of uh, one or two of them popping out and justifying... Um, I guess, the uh, you know the PMO in, in one respect, but not having the courage or the foresight to uh, do the right thing at the end of the day. So I don't accept it as really much more than um, part of an overall tactic to you know play one part to the public where they want to get something to the bottom of this. They want to have accountability. But at the end of the day, when it comes to voting and when it comes to taking real action, uh, it's not there. So what do we get? We get the public uh, to be attempted to be pacified um, and subjected to... Uh, i guess a spin um that there's really some people here that want to do the right thing but they just can't bring themselves to do it and then they have the rest of them that um you know follow the pmo and the rest of the 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 caucus destruction this the um, direction behind the scenes uh and block things from happening that's why the ndp is calling for a public inquiry is that um, you have basically the representation of law in third-party investigations that will not only be able to get to the bottom of things there'll be consequences uh, and there will actually be, uh, some evaluation to see if laws were broken, uh, that require, uh, our judicial system to entertain. So to me, I, I think that, um, you know, it'd be nice to say that this is a new, um, uh, 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 I guess attempt to, to, uh, I don't know, get something done. But the reality is, is what it does, it allows them to, to kind of skate on one direction and then, you know, do their heart, do the, the other, the other work, uh, that, that what people want to see fixed, uh, get ignored.
1: Okay, hang on. Uh, we're going to take a couple of calls. We've got Jake in Toronto. Hi, Jake. Hi. You're on Hello. the air. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, uh, I think it's water under the bridge, this um, scandal thing about it. My observation as an ordinary Canadian, and I sit back and I look at it, the Conservatives doesn't have a strong mandate for ordinary Canadians. So is the NDP. I don't even know what their their mandate is. But as for my observation, I you know, it's uh, it's no big deal. I, I don't see it as such a big deal. I think it's just being kept alive by the the conservatives because they have no strong mandate for ordinary Canadians, and that's my observation of it. And I think it's um it's outrageous their behavior, what they're doing, because what they need to do is tell us what they're going to do for us as ordinary Canadians, so our lives can be better off oh, than playing politics with our this situation. Get some mandate. Tell us what you're going to do for us and stop this politics about trying to bring the government down.
1: Okay, okay, Jake.
4: So we can vote the government out. That's what I say.
1: Okay, Jake, thanks for that. Let's go to Anthony in Niagara. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good,
4: good. Okay, well, uh, the PCs and NDP, like they just got to keep on putting the pressure on the Liberals. There's something very big that they're hiding because I've never seen something like this before. When
2: you start to watch BBC and Fox News and they're talking about it, it's got to be something real big. Uh, Mr. Uh, King Trudeau, there. I think that uh, it's got to do with money. It has.
4: It's always something to do with money with the Liberals. So I really feel you got to keep on giving them pressure. Just
2: pressure, 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 and he's got to break.
1: Okay. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. Uh, there is uh, absolutely no evidence that uh, there was any kind of personal profit out of these things, and I don't think anybody is putting that narrative uh, forward. So uh, just to uh, wrap things up, starting with Peter, uh, there's also all these rumors that the, the Liberal Caucus may get rid of the two ministers who resigned. Uh, would that be a good outcome in your opinion, and uh, do you think it's going to happen?
3: well that's for the caucus to decide uh but i think that um, the prime minister i disagreed with your your first caller just now uh canadians will get a chance to uh, get rid of this government uh, in october or perhaps sooner um uh, but i strongly agree with the second uh, the second caller this is a huge scandal that the that the prime minister uh is using uh, he's expending incredible energy to keep this covered up um, and I think that uh, it is in the public interest. It's in the national interest, and there's even a constitutional dimension. Since that scurrilous leak of the uh, judicial appointment process uh, earlier this week, in an attempt to distract from the uh, corruption scandal, um, the, uh, the 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 breach of confidentiality and the selection of judges compromises the integrity of the process. But it also potentially compromises the integrity of, of judges who are now sitting on various courts across the country and for those who have failed in the appointment process to, uh, to, uh, to gain an appointment. So this, this scandal is deepening by the day, and the prime minister has the control. With a, with a simple signature, he can extend the waiver of uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould and Ms. Philpott to speak, to say what they have to say. Um, at whatever committee, the Justice Committee, of course, has said they don't want to hear anymore. But uh, the Ethics Committee continues to uh, stand ready to uh, to hear them in a in a civil and in parliamentary terms, a safe place for them to give their testimony. Uh, I don't argue against uh, Mr. Massey's suggestion, or the NDP suggestion of a of a public inquiry, uh, but that would take time, and I don't think it's necessary to invest all of that time at this point. It's important to allow those two former cabinet ministers, to speak the
2: truth.
1: Okay, Peter. And uh, Brian Massey, what would you like to leave us with? And uh, again, uh, where do you see it going from here?
2: Well,
4: I I think there is a lot of value, and Mr. Kent and others are on the Committee the Ethics Committee doing that work um, that's there. But I believe this is deeper. This gets to a core uh, control of Canada with regards to uh, SNC-Lavalin being the kind of the um, example of a law put in place um, without oversight that allows criminality to become uh, normalized behavior or you buy yourself out of that situation. And that's really what we're talking about with a change in Canadian law and why I believe uh, a public inquiry is necessary because I think that there should be consequences and the further complications with the judicial um, uh, speculation uh, and even involving whether the prime minister's office leaked information or it didn't, um, will come with no significant ethics cons- um, uh, consequences other than, you know, some basic fines that can take place. Whereas the Gomery, um, ad scam, um, sponsorship scandal process, and I was in the House of Commons, uh, in the lead up for that, the liberals did not want to do that. And it finally took some, um, movement to do that. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, it, it actually led to, uh, an entire process that did take some time um, but there were some significant consequences and it also put some um, levers in place uh, to stop some of this behavior going on with regards to using public monies uh, in a ways that are not appropriate and that's really where I think the SNC lavalin scandal gets to at the end of the day is how is it there is such much this much of influence and what is really behind um, you know the, even things where the Prime Minister invents uh, job losses, Uh, to try to protect the corporate interest uh, in criminality and behavior that involves quite sensational uh, allegations, Uh, whereas, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is public money um, that is at the heart of it and and a culture of protection that still exists. So the public inquiry is where I still think there's value for that. In the meantime, the Ethics Committee is uh, certainly doing its job Uh, trying to bring some accountability with the uh, opportunity that they have.
1: Okay, gentlemen, thanks very much for being with us, and I'm sure we will reach out to get (laughs) as this continues to drip, drip, drip. Uh,
0: Thank Thank you. you.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.